Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So we're on lockdown here in Washington State. So more time to do some more updates. And I want to keep responding to some of the comments and questions that come in. And an excellent uh, comment came in the other day about the tendency to try and break things into two parts. This is, you know, us versus them, good versus bad, up versus down. Um, you know, if it's uh, Marxist against versus the capitalist, the capitalist against the proletariat, you know, sort of the uh, thesis, antithesis, synthesis of the Hegelian dialectic, all these kinds of um, oversimplifications. By the way, Hegel never actually said that in so, that simple term. His his concept was much more complicated. But it's it's this is a logical fallacy, by the way. It's easy to identify, and it's called the false dichotomy. And essentially, almost any time, not quite any time, but almost any time you see people breaking a question into two possible answers, it's either this or that, or you, the, the world into us versus them, black versus white, um, you know, uh, males versus females, whatever, these sorts of dichotomies, um, this is a logical fallacy. And it's not a, it's not a sign of, of something being wrong. It's a sign of, of, of a thought process that produces meaninglessness. It doesn't, it doesn't rise to the, it's not even wrong. It's just meaningless because it's so uh, misleading and so detached from the complexities and subtleties of reality as to be unhelpfully, um, it, it, it sort of destroys the capacity to think clearly. It's actually, it damages thought. Right, being, being wrong is fine. Being wrong, there's nothing wrong with being wrong because you think about something, you come to a conclusion, you you test it, and you find out, oh, I wasn't correct about that. But when you're using these sorts of uh, fallacies, it actually just you know just basically destroys the ability to figure things out completely. I mean, so it's a really serious challenge to to clear thinking. And I'll give you a couple of examples because we're just so used to it. We're just like, oh, well, that's just what thinking looks like. I would say, uh, no, um, this is what not thinking looks like. So um, right now, every day you'll hear people say, oh, you know, let's say we're just talking about the markets, right? Oh, the stock market's going to go up or it's going to go down. See, so so uh, the initial impulse is to say, well, sure, that must be right. But in fact, if you think about it just for a second, it's, of course, not correct at all. So, you know, what does, so it's going to go up or it's going to go down or it's going to stay roughly the same. Okay, so vaguely, maybe yes-ish. But in fact, what you have is what does a meaningful up mean? What does a meaningful down mean? And when do we know that we've roughly nothing has happened? So if the market changes by 0 0.001 point up, is that up or is that the same? Or is that just no information, right? So nothing has changed. We just don't know nothing. There's no meaningful information. Also notice that while the market as a whole could stay, exactly the same or give or take um one sector could get pummeled while another sector goes up dramatically and so maybe oil stocks go way down while tech stocks go way up but the average of that in the whole market is that nothing has changed but something has changed um and so th these sorts of subtleties and nuances which are in fact how the way the world works um escape us and so if you don't say what is a meaningful increase what's a meaningful decrease when would when would the drop make me think oh that's something that actually has meaning rather than just noise which is to say this is roughly the same and then you have to ponder well what do i mean by noise how much of a range do i give for just average fluctuation when is it a meaningful signal for instance if you put your car on cruise control 
and you go from 59.99 miles an hour to 60.01 miles per hour, you don't think there's something wrong with my car. But if you're on cruise control and you go from 60 miles an hour to 45 miles an hour, you think something's definitely wrong. Um, but so somewhere between a 15 mile an hour switch and a 0.01 mile per hour switch is when you, there's a meaningful threshold where you go, Oh, now, wait a second, something is going on. That's meaningful to me. And so really what you want to think about is, you know, what are meaning thresholds in this? So people say this all the time, the market's either going to go up or down and stay the same. It's like, mm, yeah, it turns out it's not going to go up or down. There is a possibility of staying the same. So that's at least three. And then within that, there's the whole question of how meaning is generated out of that, which is what we really care about. <clears throat> Another example is, you know, you often hear the abortion debate. Are you for or against abortion or opposed to abortion? And it's like, you know what? This is, again, false dichotomy. Um, you know, you're just, you've, you're not thinking now. Now you're not thinking. Um, so you have everything from, you know, for a while, I'm still in practice, I believe, but at least for a while, China, not for a long while, had state-enforced, essentially, sterilization, forced abortions. Um, and so people who are in favor of abortion don't tend to mean that. Um, and then on the other extreme is there's places in the world today where you get the death penalty for abortion. Um, lots of pro people who are opposed to abortion don't think you should have the death penalty for abortion. Um, most people, I would say, by far. Um, and so in between there, you have all these other questions like, okay, we could have abortion legal, but should the state pay for it? So it's not unreasonable for people to say, here's a procedure that I'm ethically opposed to, but I understand that people should have access to it, but I don't want my taxes to pay for it. It's also reasonable to say, hey, if we have a healthcare system that's partially funded by the government, that is not a, a kind of a decision. Those sorts of ethical decisions should not be left to the individual, but they should be just part of the general healthcare debate. You know, and so anyway, you can just go on all these gradations, right? And 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 when, right? Can you have a post-birth abortion? There actually is such a thing, believe it or not. Um, and and you know that notion of you know is it is when do you where are the cutoffs? So people say, oh, for abortion rights or post-abortion rights, like ah, uh, you know, come on, people, this is this is, you know, generally speaking, you know, what do we mean? What rights are we talking about? What sorts of enforcements are we talking about? You know, all of those who's paying for it matter. They matter a huge amount in the lives of individuals. But when you, when you get this sort of um, crazy uh, overlay of, of, of dichotomous thinking, us versus them, black versus white, good versus evil, it, it just sort of ruins your capacity to basically understand the world. So, for instance, functionally, abortion is legal still in the United States. I mean, technically, it's legal in the United States. Functionally, there are many states where essentially it's not available. I mean, it just barely is. But but for most citizens in those states, they can't access it. So, you know, people say, oh, we want to protect abortion rights. Well, what does that mean? Does it mean that, oh, we have the technical legal right, but, the, the, but, but women who want these services can't access it? Well, that just seems silly. Um, you know, that's... It, so what we what you need something more than just the the technical capacity, although that's an important element, of course. Um, so you know these kinds of distinctions to say, oh, it could be legal but completely unavailable, or the flip side of this was like prior to the legalization of marijuana in many places, legal marijuana was technically illegal but functionally it was everywhere. You know, and so it was like. 
you know, which, you know, it's those sorts of trying to clarify these complex and subtle situations. Now, when you get to politics and the history and all this, it, this just gets even worse because um, if you try to think good versus evil, um, then, yeah, your mind goes just, you just can't understand the world. Um, the classic example, I think, or one, there's so many classic examples, one great example of this is World War II and how that story is told in the U.S. as opposed to how it's told in other countries. Different countries have different versions of World War II, not just the history, but what it means. So if you're um, in the United States, we're generally told that the United States entered a war to fight evil, the, the, the nasty, nasty Germans, right? Um, which is a curious way to tell that story because, of course, the war had been going on for many years quite happily without us, and we attacked the Germans when the Japanese attacked us. It also puts this patina of good versus evil in there, which throws us off for all the other wars that we've been fighting and participating in since then. I mean, the, 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 the Nazis were such a great example of a pure, like, we can hate these people because, you know, the awful, horrible, the death camps and, and the just brutality and the un, just varnished aggression that they went for it. Great, perfect enemy, right? So now we can feel good about this. But what about like, you know, the Russians? What about like the Poles that we just left out there to, you know, have their history? Um, you know, what about all of the other subtleties? You know, Japan, like were we, were we fighting Japan and then defending the French and British empires? Is that what we're doing? Of course, that's how we end up in Vietnam, right? Trying to unweave all of that. And so because we have this, particularly in American history, outlook that, well, we went in and we fought and we triumphed against evil, then every war since then, we've tried to overlay this, like, who are the evil people, and we're going to triumph over them. And it's like, well, generally speaking, there's not that kind of clarity. You you know, it's like, well, you know, yeah, we don't like them. We're going to try and stop them. We're going to impose force, but it's just confusing. I think, in fact, the, 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 the tragic situation in Syria, which is just an unbelievably complex and subtle mess, is much closer to the kinds of military involvement that countries have been involved in throughout the history of the world. There's, you know, there's evil, there's bad, there's sort of, are they our allies? They're sort of, we don't really like them, but they're helping us. There's, you know, the tragedy of the civilians who are just caught in the middle of this mess. What does victory even look like? You know, all those sorts of questions, when you think good versus evil, they just, they just go away. You can't think about them. Um, and so you have no capacity to dig in there and start pondering what the subtleties and greater ramifications of these issues are. So I would just throw this out is that anytime you see something being divided into two parts, a dichotomy, um, just, you know, just get used to just throwing the brakes on in your mind and going, okay, wait, is this really two parts? Is there possible other options? Are there ways that I can get in there and, and think about this it's more subtle, more complex, more um, nuanced, and and what would what would that look like? And once you start doing this, you'll realize that the us versus them, black versus white, men versus women. By the way, one of my favorite one, men versus women, because for a long time there's been this argument that wow, if we we need women politicians, which I think is true, because I'll change everything. It's like great, now we have a female secretary of education, and that's going, you know. 
swimmingly. Uh, if you're not familiar with American politics, our current Secretary of Education is sort of a, she's really pro-privatized education, and education should profit private industry and businesses at the expense of students. That's roughly her outlook. And so she's been trying to do that, uh, you know, help business, help industry, privatize education, and suck money out of students. I don't think that's really exaggerating her position because this is just what she continually does. And so it's like people are like, oh, we're going to get a woman secretary of education someday, and it's going to be great, and she's going to bring all these quote-unquote feminine virtues. And it's like, well, she's just sort of a rapacious capitalist. Um, it's not, and so I think her being a rapacious capitalist is vastly more important than her being a woman. And so that kind of, and then people will say, oh, well, well, not her. And it's like, well, yeah, well, not her, but, <laughs> you know, now we're in that, that squidgy land. It's like, oh, okay, this, and this is the problem with a false dichotomy. It's like, oh, if, if all women are going to get in there and be, you know, maternal, and I don't know what the hell people are thinking, maternal and mothering and helping and growing, and then, and then you get the woman in there and she's not, then do you either go, oh, she's not actually a woman or do you say, oh, this false dichotomy turned out to be a bad, bad method of thinking? I, I, I would go with, yeah, don't think in, in false dichotomies. Don't break things into two groups. It's, it's a, it's, it really, truly impairs your thinking. So, again, anytime you, you see uh, that attempt to break history, concepts, ideas into two parts, and then either you're forced to pick one or decide with one, um, be, be warning. That's a danger sign. Probably what you're reading or what you're listening to, uh, is impeding your capacity to think, not aiding your capacity to think. So false dichotomies, be leery. Thank you.